What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm a little sick. I have to be honest with you. I'm a little sick of the rain, but it is springtime, right? I mean, we're kind of transitioning out into into summer, so we haven't had a lot of rain where I'm at the last few years. So it's kind of it's kind of nice to see it. And you got to have it for the crops, right? It's got to be there for farming. Yeah. So that's right. I mean, I'm not really complaining too much, but it does get a little old. It's like, okay, this is the first week of June. Give me like 85 degrees and sunshine, right? Like I'm I'm ready for that. How, how about how about uh, 96 degrees? And a little bit of humidity added in. That's what we got. So are we talking like Florida level hot? Like, you know, you you step outside from the um, air conditioning and it's like stepping into a hot shower, that kind of thing. I'd, I'd have to look to see what the, the exact humidity is, but it's it's hot. It's been hot. I'll just tell you that it's hot. It's been hot. Yeah. Well, so, I'd be happy with that. Although oof. this coming week, it's going to uh, it's going to warm up anyway. So speaking of weather, new hurricane coming in, right? Yeah. Well, tropical storm it hasn't quite been hurricane yet. I think it might. Uh, it's expected to hit uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, so I believe it's about 350 tomorrow. miles off, something like that. So is it going to actually gain steam coming up through the Gulf? Is it? I mean, it's warm down there, right? Yeah, I, I, it should be warm because, I mean, we're hot here, so it should be warm down there. So it'll it'll be gaining. Uh, see, it's uh, actually, I'm looking at the radar right now. It looks like the edge of it might be just hitting landfall. What landfall in landfall in the U.S. already? Yeah, it, just the edge of it. Not not like the the eye of it or anything, but like the outer edge. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I, I've got an app on my phone that shows uh, windage and all that kind of stuff as well, and mm-hmm, you can see mm-hmm. the the patterns. And anyway, the it, like just the edge of it where it's cycling into that tropical storm, you can see just the edge of it is like coming to landfall. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to be interesting to see. Are they talking about possibly upgrading it to a hurricane at this point, or is it just going to stay a tropical storm? I don't know, actually. From what I was reading in here, it's still a tropical storm, but I haven't seen any any actual like figures on it yet. Okay. That's a tough break for those people down there in uh, in New Orleans again. You know, it's like you, they haven't really recovered from the last one, so they're going to go through all this again. Maybe they'll be lucky. You know, maybe they'll just get off with a lot of rain or something this time. We want to go to space, right? Yeah. So we want to go to Mars. Yeah, we want to go to Mars. That's the uh, mm-hmm. that's the goal here. Yeah. Okay. So I was seeing this morning that uh, Elon is not waiting around. Uh, he says that he wants to start building the complex on Mars by 2022. So are yep. we bypassing the moon then? So that's like, I mean, we're, we're talking like 18 months from now. So, yeah. I mean, he says he wants to launch the first ships to Mars by 2022. Okay. So are they, so they're going to be unmanned then? That's that's what he's saying. Yeah. So the first ships will, will have supplies and whatnot. They may actually have things like some kind of robotics on there, be it rover or bipedal i i'm not really sure what what they plan to do but they might do something like that just to get the supplies down and kind of start it up or these flights could just be to get the supplies out there then the astronauts 
they'll be the construction crew and they'll do the construction and whatnot. So yeah, it's, it's um, 2022 is the first flights on the, I think they're going to shoot for the BFR, uh, which is a big freaking rocket is what it stands for. Is and that what is it actually be, stands for? Or is that edited for? Uh, that's edited for, yeah, uh, okay. you know, All right. I, yeah. I thought so. Cause that doesn't sound like yeah. something that, <laughs> that he would say. <laughs> right. Right. So that's the ship that they're going to go for. And it's much larger than the, the, the Falcon nine currently. I don't know the actual figures on carry, like how much it can carry. Uh, but I believe it's in the vicinity of like 150 tons. I'm wanting to say it's somewhere in that range, but either way, uh, they're planning to have, um, astronauts by 2024 going to mars and then from there uh-huh. he's saying within 25 years roughly they'll have all the supplies they need on mars to be completely self-sufficient okay well the argument for this is that all life on earth will cease to exist is that is that what he's basing all this on because of some tweet or something that someone has put out so the whole climate change society if you will is saying that within 500 million years it's going to become so hot on Earth that water is going to boil off and it's all going to evaporate and uh, all life as we know it will die off. And it's, it's essentially the, the boiling point for all life and it's going to die off and the Earth will uh, basically be barren at that point. Well, if, if that's the case, then Mars wouldn't be habitable either because if the sun emits that kind of power, then nothing on Mars will be able to survive either. Well, no, it's not. It's not. They're not blaming the sun. They're blaming climate change. They're oh, blaming the stuff not that this, we're doing. Not this again. Yeah, 500 yeah, million years. Again. 500 million years. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. these are the same people. I'm sure he was one of the same nut jobs that said if we didn't reduce whatever, you know, then we were going to have the ice caps melt and we were all going to be burned to a crisp in three weeks. Um, I don't think he's subscribed to that himself. He's more of the the long term, you know, far out, far farther out there. But here, here's my thing. All right. So. He's claiming that we need to do this ASAP just in case society collapses, which, as we're seeing right now, society looks a little iffy. But really, 500 million years, like what kind of advancements can we do in 500 million years? I mean, look at 100 years, right? 100 years ago, we weren't flying. And look at that. We're flying. And then what, 60 years, 50 years after we were flying, we were shooting up to space. I mean, you know, we walked on the moon. So... Within that short amount of time, our technology, you know, increased by mm-hmm. leaps and bounds. How much yeah, more sure. is it going to increase in 500 million? You know, so I don't know. I, I think it's a uh, it's warranted what his concerns are, because we, we have nations that are saying by 2050, they want to have more or less control of the, the entire globe. I'm looking at China, um, uh-huh. th- their plans. Uh, you, we, we also talked off air. Uh, the U.N. is is planning to have it. What was it? 2030. They're planning 2030. to have yeah, 2030, 2020, this was the, one of their big milestones. This is why we had their little spiel with their uh, their little virus that they cooked up there with all their little mm-hmm, procedures mm-hmm. and their little policies and statements and all that garbage, you know, all that stuff. By the way, uh, the fact that that policy, which was incorrect about everything and the one that was defunded by the U.S. and then revoked that one. Yes. All that nonsense was supposed to be a, a stepping stone, more or less. And then 
that would take us to 2030. That is their plan, essentially, to have Western civilization buttoned up because it's supposed to be the Chinese century, right? That's what that's what all this is. So, you know, all the unfair trade deals. We talked about it a couple of days ago. That's what all this crap is. And now they don't have that plan. The Brexit movement and Donald Trump, they've kind of thrown wrench in that works. Good. So, yeah, uh, 2050. Yes, I could see that. 2050, I could see that. I mean, if you think about it, 2020, okay, you go back to, say, 1920, okay, you could arguably call that the greatest push in the Industrial Revolution, right? The Industrial Revolution mm-hmm. started right around the same time as America was born, right? Late 1700s. But then you really saw it start to steam up and, and gain traction in the early part of the 20th century. So around 1910, 1911, 1912, and push forward. So 1920 to 2020, I mean, th- those were the, well, actually, you know what? You could call that, no, I tell you what, you could actually call it between 1900 and 2000, right? Between those 100 years were probably the biggest years of expansion we had because that was our time to expand. But that was our third age of expansion. We're trying to have a fourth one, but mm-hmm. and we're getting a little bit yeah. too serious onto this. Yeah, we're, we're getting a little bit too serious. On this, but we're trying to have a fourth one. That's what all this is with guys like Elon Musk and the tech, the tech stuff that's coming out, all the advances in medicine, all the advances in science. And I mean, real advances, not this fake hypocritical stuff that's put out by organizations that are controlled. That's not what I mean. But by real people, like re- real people entrepreneurs, real people that want to advance the civilization. That's the fourth age of expansion. And we're trying to we're trying to get there. But we have people that are gumming up the works, shall we say. Anything else on Mars? Are you going to go? Honestly, by the time they start doing that, I'll I'll be too old uh, for that. They're going to want younger blood up there. But if I were younger, yeah. Absolutely. I I would totally do that. Uh, Let's look at tiny houses. You heard of tiny houses, Bruce? Uh, Is this that uh, like making their houses out of uh, like a trailer or something or? or, Yeah, essentially. Essentially. Yeah, it's like a like a little shipping container. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On on wheels, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So (laughs) essentially, right. Listen to this. This is a sixty thousand nine hundred and fifty three dollar house. Okay, it's a self-sufficient loft style tiny home on wheels that can be towed anywhere. All right. You can buy these things for about sixty thousand dollars, you know, sixty, sixty one thousand dollars. And it has its own battery system, solar panels and inverter. And it can also be connected to a generator. It weighs only seven thousand three hundred and sixty three pounds and it sits on a trailer that can be towed. So if you don't like where you're at, you can just pull up and go somewhere else. But anyway, uh, this is a company that's based out of Brisbane, Australia, and it consists of a father and son duo. They can create custom tiny homes placed on trailers, making them mobile. They create multiple different kinds of builds, right? They fall under these like recent trends, right? I mean, do you remember we were talking recently about this minimalist lifestyle that people are taking? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going around like they're selling everything they own and, <laughs> and they're going out into... Just wherever, like they're they're buying these little class B sized motorhomes, which are like converted vans, and they're just driving. Right, that's all they do. They they just take off somewhere, and then that's where they camp. These things are essentially the same uh, the same thing. So this thing is eight and a half feet wide, fourteen and a half feet long, or excuse me, tall, and twenty three feet long. That's including the tow bar. You can basically hook this thing up to any kind of a pickup truck or an SUV, and you can move along with it. I mean, the inside of this thing, it's like a small apartment, a small like loft apartment. So you walk Mm -hmm. in the door. okay, and then there's the kitchen off to the left, the bathroom on the other side of that. And then you have the loft. There's like a loft upstairs where the bed is. And then you have like a little sit in like living room area with a uh, with a living room, uh, like a window, like a bay window. 
and that's it. That's all there is to it. Just this tiny little thing. So it's got like a little propane thing on the front for power or, or for like heating and, you know, hot water heater and all that stuff. And that's it. I mean, that's that's really it. That's your that's your little tiny home. So what would you think about one of these? I mean, you, you're an outdoorsy kind of guy, right? What would you think about something like this? As a vacation thing? Sure. As a lifestyle? Nah. Why not a lifestyle? You're not the minimalist type? Uh, no, I'm, I'm totally fine with minimalist type. The, the, the problem is, is my my hobbies and my interests don't really they don't translate well to traveling around like that. Yeah, it just it wouldn't work. Uh, it wouldn't work for me. All right. It would, so it would take me, a, a big change. Let me repaint the scenario. Let's say you're going on an elk hunt in Colorado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would you take one of these things with you? Um, that would be that would be really difficult. The the places that I went elk hunting, it was you you went in there on four wheelers. So that wouldn't fit. But no, it wouldn't uh, fit. But you could you could have you like you could take this. Right. I mean, I'm, you're taking a couple of trucks. Right. You take this. And then you got the guy behind you with the uh, the twenty foot dovetail that's got three quad bikes on it. So there you go. Well, what I meant was the 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 places we camped. You went to the campsite on the four wheeler because the truck wouldn't fit. So you parked oh, the I got truck you. somewhere else. And then oh, I got yeah. you. So you you were you were to get back to the truck was you know a good mile or or more of fairly rough terrain. And so uh, I mean it, it wouldn't necessarily work doing that. But like I said, if I if I was going out camping or something, sure. Or or you know, on on a vacation or something, sure. But as far as a lifestyle thing, I mean, maybe when I'm older and you know, I'm like retired and you know, have just want to travel around, sure. But let's be honest, by the time I'm I'm that age to do it, not really sure where the nation's going to be. <laughs> well, we don't know where it's going to be next week. I mean, we thought we would all be in a coronavirus hell pit by now, right? Yeah, true. Uh, that's what they said anyway. So, whatever happened to that thing anyway? I mean, like, I don't even care anymore. You know, the hell with all of you. I mean, I, I don't care because now you got these. May- you know what? I'm not even going to get into it. You, you got you got mayors no, out there. No, no. There is something to get into on that one. You, you remember the research they kept quoting about they did it in like Brazil or something like that, where they gave them uh, hydroxychloroquine and, and some people died because, you know, they were giving them high dosages, which they uh-huh. didn't tell you that, by the way. And they also didn't tell you that they didn't vet the people that they were testing on to make sure they or didn't use, have any heart conditions. Or use zinc or azithromycin. Or use zinc or, yeah, they didn't use any of that as well. They didn't tell you all that. But they come and find out that when you have some independent groups double check the research, it invalidates that research completely. And the news media isn't telling anything about that. They, they don't seem to care that, uh, you know... They keep pushing the narrative that, oh, yeah, it's going to kill you if you take hydroxychloroquine. When the research shows, actually, it, it does seem to help, at least okay. in prevention. Why are we, if that's the case, why are we manufacturing hundreds of billions of doses? If it's so insignificant, right? then why are, we, why are we continuing to spin up manufacturing on it? Right. Anyway, a bunch of hypocrites. Okay, what do we got coming up this afternoon? I think we're going to talk some NFL uh, and some more riots. We got some new developments in the riots. Yes. Sure. I mean... <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, today, I think uh, you, you really piqued my interest about the NFL. I think we're really going to get into that today because the amount of groveling that these idiots are doing and, and the, the mere fact that people are going to go forward and watch this voluntarily. Um, no, sorry. I, I would I would be walking away from that uh, faster than you can imagine. I've watched football in years. I don't even care. But for someone to sit down now and watch that 
after they've taken the stances they've taken out of principle and you're still going to watch it? No, no. So NFL planned protest also coming up at uh, D.C., yes? Yes, I believe they're expecting 100,000 people there. I thought, well, the media said it was going to be 1 million. What happened to that number? Yeah, sure. Did you see Uh, Schumer the other night? Did you see Schumer the other night? Coming out saying that, that saying that the president was using was using tear gas and rubber bullets on families with children that were out there uh, protesting in the name of justice. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, if you're dumb enough, if you're dumb enough to take your kid out there into a known violent location, riots uh-huh. happening, oh. and you violate curfew, might I also add? Well, I would, uh, then you're breaking the law. I, I would argue that a block away. From 1600 Pennsylvania, there's usually shootings there anyway on any given night. No riots, yeah. <laughs> no riots are necessary right. for that anyway. So if you're crazy enough to take your kid out on the streets of D.C. after dark anyway, protest or no protest, you're crazy. I have no sympathy for the protesters that are going out there and are violating the law and they're breaking the law and you have rioters breaking the law and then you and your kid end up getting hit by a pepper ball or uh, get hit by tear gas. I'm sorry. That's your own fault. You shouldn't have been out there. But you know, I'm, I'm not very sympathetic in that. At this point, I've just about run out of sympathy, to be fair. Yeah. So my, my sympathy is is leaving the building. Uh, it is circling the drain rapidly. Don't get me wrong. I believe in the right to peaceably assemble and protest. You know, God knows I agree with you. I'll stand out there with you. But this no. No, we're like I'm at the end of my rope on this one. So there's a manned fighter that's going to face off against an autonomous drone. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Well, I find that really interesting because do we have these things like is are we advanced enough to allow these things to be autonomous as they are now to be able to distinguish? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I obviously I can't go into much detail on it because the public doesn't really know uh, the details of it. They've been doing tests with unmanned vehicles for quite a while now, and they've talked about we, we've seen plans um, to have support aircraft uh, that is completely unmanned flying with some of our fighter groups and and whatnot, um, doing you know anti air or what have you, anti missiles, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah be interesting to see what uh, what they come up with it says here that the air force is hoping to pit an autonomous drone equipped with an artificial intelligence driven flight control system against a fighter jet with a human pilot in a little over a year so it's not going to be anytime soon uh service has been described excuse me the service has described this effort in the past as a big moonshot that could revolutionize air-to-air combat in ways that have so far been limited to the realm of fiction at least as far as we know that's true uh th- this could be a big step in in all this but here, here's the problem that i see with this is you give something you give a um you give something self-awareness okay you 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 give something self-awareness that you create how's that going to think when you program the ideology that you think into that ai driven system let me explain if you have a let's say you have one of these drones okay one of these autonomous drones Equipped with, as I'm stating here from this, as they're putting it, equipped with an artificial intelligence driven flight control system. Let's say that that artificial intelligence driven flight control system is programmed by, I don't know, Antifa. What's that thing going to do? See my point? Well, see, uh, yeah. And this is uh, just to, just for clarification on this one. It's not going to be self-aware. It, this is just a very general intelligence, more or less think of it like your subconscious when it comes to flying, it'll just, you know, do certain things. It's not going to be that advanced. We're not, we're not to that point yet. 
And having a, a computing a system that can compute to that level on a mobile platform, um, just we're we're just not there yet. So I mean, for now, that isn't a concern. However, that is a concern for the the near future. Some of the tests they've done now with chatbots and that kind of thing, and and some of these others that are that are doing like calculations and whatnot, we don't know how they came to the conclusion that they came to. Like they've fed numbers to them that are like, for example, the quantum. Uh, computing project that NASA and Google did and uh-huh. uh, together, they gave it a equation that would have taken multiple years for the Google farms, you know, the, the server farms to process this equation. And they fed it to this quantum computer and it spat it out in like a hundred seconds or something like that. And they don't know how it came to the answer that it came to the conclusion. So they don't even know if the answer is right, technically. And that, that's so kind of... It's going to take them years to confirm the answer that it gave them. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So it's kind of the same scenario with some of the AI that we've seen, like with uh, chatbots and that sort of thing. They're unsure how they came to the conclusion that they came to. So, I mean, that that in and of itself is kind of concerning, um, especially well, when chat- artificial intelligence are able to like identify things that we don't see, like patterns that we aren't noticing as humans. Yeah. These chatbots, I mean, I've seen people, you know, we're talking about the ones where you send a text and it kicks it back to you with a response. Yeah, you can. Right, right. Basically, you have a a chatbot as a a artificial intelligence you can have a conversation with. Okay. First of all, a couple of things about that. One, why would I want to do that? Okay. That's the first thing. Second, I know people that actually get those automated responses kicked to them. Like, for example, the text messages, the SMSs that go to mm-hmm. people during this mm-hmm. uh, election campaign. There were chatbots mm-hmm. that were put out by like Bernie Sanders, that kind of stuff for his campaign. And they would send out text messages to people talking about, you know, plans and policies. And, you know, you can we count on you for your support, blah, blah, blah. And the it, like they would answer. Obviously, they have like canned responses, but they send back, you know, I would have people that would send back answers and then they would take the screenshots just to you know, be funny about it. And these chatbots don't even respond the way that a human would respond. So, you know that it's not real. So why would you even bother with it? I guess that's kind of the point I was trying to make with it. Well, the SMS ones, I don't know that those are full-blown chatbots. Those are probably just canned responses that a correspondent's answering to in mass, or they they send these out in in like a, a large clump. So it's it's a human that's written the 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 message and then sets it up on a script or something to send out the the message you know to a, a wide range of phone numbers so i i honestly we don't i don't think we really have a a company that's using chatbots regularly um there's been a few that have talked about it but i don't know that we're we're to the point to where we're we're using chatbots on a on a regular basis not to mention i, I think we've talked about it before back in the past on a, on a past episode they had um I think it was Microsoft. They had two chatbots talking to each other mm-hmm. and they eventually created their own language that made absolutely no sense uh, to, to humans. And the researchers asked the chatbots to translate and they responded no. And that's when the, the, the project was canceled and shut down. <laughs> or was it? That's the thing. Or was it? I mean, it, it could have been they, they could have continued it uh, in secret and have it in an enclosed system. That's possible, but that's terrifying in and of itself when they, when they it start is. doing that kind it of stuff. It is because you're, you're talking about stuff here where it's like, Hey, on a minute, have we already reached this threshold and we're just not being told about it? 
I don't think so offhand. I don't think we have the computing power to do that yet. But uh, no, we would. We would You're telling me two chatbots came up with their own language. They were questioned about it by the people that programmed the chatbots and they were told no. Yeah. So that so, has to show some type of self-awareness, right? Theoretically. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. It could easily just be not necessarily a hiccup in the system, but more or less... For example, some of the the chatbots they've they've tested in the past have gone very racist, fascist. I mean, like l- l- let's say Hitler esque, right? And that was uh-huh. all because of the people that were interacting with the bots. They were the the things they were saying to the bot, or it was taking responses based on other people's responses. Okay. And uh, so, I mean, in this case, I. I honestly don't know what the deal was there, why it said no. It could have simply been just taking basic, I don't know what kind of principles they added into the bots, like privacy, that kind of thing. It, was there kind of like an idea of privacy instilled in the in the code? I don't know. I, I don't know what the, you know, the, the underlying factors were, so. I see. Okay. Uh, anything else you wanted to cover this morning, Bruce, before we uh, sit down for this afternoon? I don't know. I mean, we talked about keeping it light and we're talking about the artificial yeah, intelligence we're, ruling we're the talking world. About, so, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's not good. It's pretty light. So Try to get out of this heavy conversation. Anyway, yeah. all right. Thanks for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.